Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we have Mike LaRue on the show. Hey, Mike, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Mike is the president and CEO at ILF Consultants. Um, ILF Consultants is a global consultancy. Uh, Mike looks after the Canadian operation, and we'll talk to him about all the areas that ILF is focused on, specifically digging into some of the energy transition work that they're doing right now, which is a, a major topic for all of us, and clearly one of the things that's on top of mind for all leaders around the world. But before we get there, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Sure. So, um, so I'm a professional engineer with a, with a degree in mechanical engineering from uh, the University of Saskatchewan. Um, spent some time doing uh, technical consulting work and uh, let's say the, the peer engineering uh, in, in some of the oil and gas uh, uh, projects here in Alberta. Um, Found myself in a, in a startup engineering company um, fairly early in my career and uh, cut my teeth on, on, on leadership and project management there. Um, did an MBA at uh, Queen's University out of Kingston, Ontario um, a few years back and uh, ended up uh, in, a, in a leadership role here at ILF and uh, uh, fairly recently promoted to the, uh, to the CEO uh, chair for ILF Canada um back i guess in june of 2020 so um, well, that's excellent and, and congratulations and and i would say that you know um being your kind of uh, uh i guess a cousin to the south here in the united states you know engineering and these types of big projects are first and foremost right now on everybody's minds as uh bill passes to hopefully build some infrastructure in the u.s but you know Clearly, um, one of the big areas for engineering is some of this you know, re renewable energy area. And it sounds like that's an area that you guys are, are working on at ILF. So tell me more about where you guys are with that. Yeah, I mean, that falls into our global energy and climate protection portfolio. And, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate, uh, you know, being a global company, a lot of the energy transition work um, really started quite early in, in Western Europe, in, in Germany and Austria, where our headquarters are, uh, you know, where, where ILF was, you know, was really founded uh, 50 years ago. And so some of the work that, you know, is being looked at in North America now in, in the US and Canada, some of that work sort of started off, you know, in, in Germany, going mm -hmm. back 10 years ago, especially on the on implementation of, of solar energy, and then certainly some lessons learned from from the German experience there that we're trying to take into uh, take into account here in North America as we as we build some of these projects out uh, and, and look at how they fit into our energy mix, um, but also now on on hydrogen, which is obviously mm. a, a big topic uh, these days, uh, both in the U.S. and Canada, and uh, you know specifically green hydrogen in in uh, in Germany, and uh, and that's something where we're really looking to leverage um, you know the experience from from our colleagues there and, uh, and, and bring it into the market as it, uh, as it develops here in North America and as, 
as the opportunities start to come up to uh, diversify our energy mix here. So. Yeah, well, I mean, hydrogen's interesting. I read a an article about Airbus and how they're, I guess, now planning to build a hydrogen plane, which I thought was fascinating. Um, it stretched my engineering understandings to the limits, but uh, clearly a, an interesting idea. And, you know, this work that you're doing, I, I'd just be curious to kind of see how you see the state of that shift um, into some of these new renewable energies in Canada and and the, the opportunities that you're seeing in the Canadian market? Well, I mean, the big challenges that, that we that we see uh, you know, to solve, obviously, are in the, are in the distribution and, and creation of end users. Mm-hmm. And, and that's still being, you know, for being better understood into, into where some of these applications are, are, are deployable immediately and, and can be deployed effectively. And so certainly there's lots of talk about hydrogen hubs uh, to address heavy transport and, um, and, and other industrial uses. And uh, you know, here in Alberta, the Edmonton Hydrogen Hub uh, is probably the most um, you know, far along advanced, uh, you know, uh, let's say hydrogen development with a lot of uh, large projects being announced uh, from a number of stakeholders. Um, and because Edmonton is a, is a petrochemical and refining hub mm-hmm. uh, in Western Canada, there's a lot of natural infrastructure and, and, and synergies uh, that are there already that, that exist. So, um, you know, we're looking into you know, how we support the growth of that of that market and uh, and the growth of those projects. So, there, there's certainly lots of opportunity there and and lot, a lot of problems to solve that uh, you know that we're eager to eager to contribute to. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like the market is pushing and and the opportunities are presenting themselves. However, you know, over the last couple of years, we've had a bit of a bump with this whole COVID thing. And I'd just be curious to kind of hear how that's impacted uh, the way that you and the ILF team have been able to operate and, you know, maybe some of the opportunities that it's presented. It's certainly been a a dynamic situation. Um, You know, I think one of the big opportunities that it, uh, you know, that it it showed us is, you know, a little bit of the outside of the box thinking that, and how we approach project project execution and uh, and team building and uh, as well as team engagement. So it's uh, you know it hasn't been all rosy. You know, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. When when we're in a highly collaborative environment and looking at um, you know, how we work together, uh, it's you know in some in some cases uh, individuals thrive in the remote office environment, and in other cases uh, it doesn't work so well for for others. So. You know, we've certainly found, I, I would say, a, um, a mixed bag, but what it's, allowed, what it's allowed us to do is really look at how we deliver uh, our services and, and how we optimize, you know, uh, and looking forward into a hybrid environment that, um, you know, that is obviously all the buzz right now in terms of, you know, when COVID's over, after two years roughly of, you know, what we're going to be looking at, two years of, uh, of disruption, yeah, um, yeah. I think everybody's pretty aligned on 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 the, the new normal and and there, there won't be there's no such thing as a return to normal because i obviously with the great resignation that everybody's talking about and, and people reevaluating life priorities and uh, and certain disruptions that have that are happening in the labor force there how we how we look to um you know how we look to our our clients our projects our our, our colleagues to make sure that we're that we're I guess engaging um, 
you know, engaging the industry and engaging our, our ourselves as, as professionals to, to be effective and, and deliver uh, in a way that is, is, is going to work uh, in this, you know, in the, in this new environment that we're, that we're going to be entering into. So has you know, it had any impact, Mike, on the, the ways that some of these projects that we're talking about, these kind of energy transition or kind of some of the larger engineering projects have been signed off or are, is it slowed things down or is it speeding, speeding them up? I mean, it's, I, I've seen both happen because of COVID. Uh, you know, it, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, yeah. You know, when we're talking about traditional, um, you know, oil and gas uh, projects, you know, certainly the, uh, you know, the, the energy drop, the energy demand drop uh, that happened, uh, that's just purely a supply and demand, uh, you know, uh, issue that, that slowed a lot of projects down and, and stopped some spending. Um, but you know, specific to the to the to the way the way COVID COVID impacted our our environment and working, um, I think there's some some organizations were keen to work through the challenges and, and mm. work through the remote, uh, you know, the remote working. Uh, uh, environment and other and other organizations were maybe you know a little bit more uh, hesitant and, and right. really wanted to to retain that you know everybody in the office environment so it was really a mixed bag and and it, it there I wouldn't say the that there's any specific profile one way or the other that it, that that it fit um, you know for us we we looked at it as a as a you know how do we how do we optimize our delivery under these under these circumstances? So you know, big IT upgrades to to you know enable more more data throughput into into some of our uh, to some of our networks uh, from the remote environment, yeah. and then just looking at certain roles and and looking forward into what the hybrid environment is going to look like and saying, oh, here's a here's a number of roles where you know you just never have to be back in the office again if you don't want. To. Yeah, There's just no need for it. Um, and digitization of uh, of, of deliverables and you know paperless office and paperless workflows, things that uh, you know, and you see a number of articles, whether it's from Harvard Business Review or Financial Times or whatever, how many companies made a digital transition in four days when you know previously it was thought to be a three-year project. And yeah. Next thing you know, well, I, I mean, I, I have said this in the past. I do think that um, COVID acted as the as the final kind of uh, nail in the coffin of that one board member that always voted no to any digital <laughs> digital change, you know, and uh, I've been in many of those kind of board discussions where there's one one individual that seems to always find a reason to stop progress. And I think COVID basically was a moment where everyone else just said, all right, <laughs> you know, we're going to go forward now. So and, and so that that is an exciting moment. And and so, I mean, maybe putting on your Nostradamus hat and, and looking forward now for the future of what you guys are going to be focusing on. What do you, what do you think the, the next 18 months looks like for ILF and the types of things that you guys are going to be tackling? Well, in here in Western Canada, we have two very discrete, um, you know, project delivery uh, teams. We, you know, we have our, our traditional, uh, you know, energy oil and gas team that uh, is going to be busy um, yep. with, uh, with energy prices forecast to be, strong in the next uh, three, four or five years, depending on who yeah. you ask and whose crystal ball you're looking at. But 
clearly in the short term, we're seeing that that's going to be uh, that's going to be the case. Um, and then on the energy transition projects, um, whether it's hydrogen, uh, carbon capture and storage, um, you know, other forms of green energy, and and also um, ESG projects, you know, environmental, social governance related right. projects, um, with uh, not only greenhouse gas reduction, methane reduction, uh, and other uh, and other related projects, and and looking at supply chains and, and how those are all impacted. Um, that's where uh, there's certainly going to be a lot of activity and that uh, you know that that has a an infinite runway at this point you know, the, yeah. those projects are going to continue to be uh, a growing uh, part of the portfolio of, of a number of uh, service providers across the you know across multiple sectors and, and that's not just an oil and gas and industrial that's going to go that's going to you know whether it's healthcare whether it's um you know, tech, you know, it doesn't matter. That's yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, it's a really interesting one because, you know, we talk about this, uh, you know, the push into these new energies, but, you know, we're going to be living in this transformative moment for a while. Uh, and, you know, I think traditional energy needs are going to continue for a while for sure. Um, uh, you know, anybody that tries to fill up a tank of gas right now feels it, right? <laughs> the prices are yeah. high. And yeah. so there's definitely this transitionary period we're going to be in. And that's exciting, but it's also going to be quite complex. And so, I, I, Mike, I have a feeling a lot of work is going to be coming your way. <laughs> well, so, you know, we're, we're certainly ready for it. And, uh, and, and what we see is, is definitely not a lot of alignment on, on how long this transition is going to take. Um, you know, there's some pretty aggressive targets, um, you know, being set on, you know, obviously with COP26 recently. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, momentum to, to uh, steer things in a, in a direction and, and it's the right direction. And certainly it, the timeline is, is what, you know, we, everybody has to get their head wrapped around. Uh, this yeah. is a multi-generational transition. Yeah. And um, it, it doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, get solved in a in anybody's four-year mandate no and uh it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how uh, you know how it cycles because it's it's going to be it's going to be very dynamic yeah we've been speaking with mike larue mike is the president and ceo at ilf consultants in canada and uh, we've been talking about all of the types of projects that they're working on a lot of the areas really focused around uh, those energy transition issues, you know, some of the traditional energy needs that are certainly not abating in any way. We need to kind of continue those things growing and, and building, but also the switch and the development of new areas, specifically hydrogen. I mean, what, a, what an interesting concept. Uh, you know, I've, as I said, that plain idea sounds fascinating. And um, I've worked with a couple of automotive companies on um, how they want to market their hydrogen cars of the future. So I don't know how Musk is Elon's going to deal with with that. We'll see. We'll see how he deals with the hydrogen challenge. Um, but Mike, if anyone wanted to speak with you about what you guys are doing and, and perhaps, you know, how you guys could help them, uh, where can they find you? I think probably the easiest way would be through my, uh, my LinkedIn page, uh, through my LinkedIn profile, just direct message me. I'm, uh, I, I respond uh, in person. Or if you go into uh, the ILF global, ILF.com, and then go to the country 
page and you'll see a specific uh, drop down there to get the ILF Canada page. And there's a general inbox that you can uh, that you can send queries to. Uh, it's in inquiries.canada at ilf.com. And uh, that inbox uh, will uh, gets distributed to uh, our executive team here, Excellent. Uh, regardless of what the query is. So uh, happy to happy to hear from people. Great. Well, listen, thanks so much for being on the show today, Mike, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Cheers. Thanks.